0: This is Empowered Explant, the podcast helping women ditch their breast implants with confidence. I'm Dana Mersica, a board-certified health and wellness coach and explant warrior. In this episode, I'm going to share with you the three key things that got me through my explant journey and helped my body heal and detox despite everything that was going on around me. And no matter what your journey looks like, they can help you too. Thank you for going on my journey with me in the last two episodes. If you haven't listened to those yet, I recommend you do because I share lots of little nuggets that may be helpful on your journey too. It was a little difficult to condense a couple of years into two episodes, but I'll be diving into individual topics that I touched on in more detail in future episodes. I basically want to take everything I learned in my explant journey, put a big bow on it and gift it to you. But that's a big ass gift and a lot to unpack. So right now I'm going to give you three powerful things to implement and practice that will support you no matter what your explant journey or life throws at you. But you got to stick with me for all three, okay? I've intentionally put them in order because one leads into the next. The first one is faith. Now stay with me, This doesn't mean you need to belong to a religion or even believe in God. The definition I like to use is faith is the ability to believe in the good that you cannot yet see. I'm personally very spiritual. I believe in a power greater than myself. I believe the universe is always conspiring for our greater good and giving us signs and guidance that we can choose to listen to. I believe in manifestation and the law of attraction. And I believe that love is the greatest superpower on earth. Wherever you draw your faith from is perfectly okay. Even if you say, I don't know about all that stuff that you just said, but I do believe there's a reason for all this that I'm not aware of yet. That is faith. When it came to explanting, staying grounded in faith helped me in a lot of ways. It helped me surrender to the unknown, which is really hard for a perfectionist planner, semi-control freak. Uh, Surrender is trust. And being able to take your fears and worries and give them a little tweak to add some trust in there can really relieve anxiety. This looks like being able to say, I don't know how I'm going to afford this surgery, but I trust I'll find a way. Or, I have no idea how I'm going to choose a surgeon, but I trust I'll know I found the right one when I speak to them. Or... I'm scared my boobs are going to stay looking like wrinkly pancakes, but I trust in my body's ability to heal with time and I'm going to do everything I can to help these babies fluff. Faith also helped me look for the valuable lessons in everything, which meant everything was an opportunity for growth, no matter how shitty it was. I learned to ask for and receive help, to slow down and rest more, to listen to my body, to value my health over vanity, to trust my intuition, and to have self-compassion and not to be so mean to myself. Faith allowed me to believe that there was a purpose in what I was going through. Me getting ill with breast implant illness led my mom to find out about BII and decide to explant. Who knows? She may have never found out about BII if I didn't go through it first. Maybe that was the whole purpose of me getting breast implants 11 years ago, to save my mom's life now. And every time I experienced something difficult, I knew it would bring me more compassion and understanding to the women in this community, which, by the way, came to life through recognizing a greater purpose to all of this. There are so many ways to find purpose in this journey. Your purpose could be instilling self-love in your daughter so that she doesn't feel the need to alter her body one day. It could be sharing your story with a friend and possibly saving her life. It might be healing your body so you can get pregnant and become a mother. Even if you don't know what the purpose of all this is yet and you just want it to all be over with, that's okay too. It may just bring you peace to believe that there is a purpose to all of this that will show up one day, even if you don't see it now. There is so much strength to be found in knowing that something is bigger than you. That's why moms have superpowers. They keep going even when it feels like they're about to break because their child is their purpose and keeping them alive is Pretty important. (laughs) My favorite book that really introduced me to spirituality and got me through a very dark time in my life is The Universe Has Your Back by Gabrielle Bernstein. I'll link it in the show notes. If you're looking to dip your toes in or strengthen the faith that you already have, I highly recommend this book. I love the audio version. Her voice is incredibly soothing, and I could listen to it anytime, anywhere I needed a dose of strength. Okay, next up is self-love. I know, I know it sounds kind of cliche, but I'm a huge fan of some good old self-love and I want to break it down for you. So everything we just talked about regarding faith feeds directly into your capacity for self-love. I'm not saying you can't love yourself without faith, but All of those practices and beliefs can make it a lot easier. For example, we talked about surrender, trust, compassion, purpose, and all of those things are key components of loving thyself. When I say self-love, it's kind of an umbrella for a whole lot of things that are really necessary to get through your explant journey feeling good physically and emotionally. Under this umbrella are self-awareness, self-forgiveness, self-acceptance, self-esteem, and self-care. And once again, each one of these feeds into the next. So I'm going to give you the Cliff Notes version of why each one is so important for healing through explant, but we'll also dive into all of these topics in a much deeper way in future episodes. Self-awareness. It's like really connecting to your why, having the understanding of why you made the choices you did, why you put your implants in to begin with, why you are choosing to remove them, what is so important to you about this, what are your fears, what causes your anxiety, and how do you want to feel ultimately? Self-forgiveness is about looking at all of the previous stuff that we just talked about without judgment, which is hard to do because it's very easy to judge my stupid 23-year-old self for getting implants to begin with. But forgiving ourselves for past mistakes is so important. Explanting is hard enough without beating ourselves up for stuff our past selves did because we didn't know any better. Then there's self-acceptance. Being okay with who you are today in this moment and who you are going to be each day when you wake up. Looking in the mirror and saying, hey, I'm not perfect, but that's okay, because even my flaws deserve love. And the more love I give them, the more beautiful they become. Self-esteem. This is tied to your overall personal worth or value. It's based on our opinions and beliefs about ourselves that can subconsciously or consciously become really negative over time. Pay attention to how you talk to yourself and about yourself. What do you feel like you deserve? How do you treat yourself and let others treat you? Moving into a favorite of mine, self-care. This is the way you intentionally show up to look after yourself. This is a critical one before and after surgery, but you're only going to show up for your self-care every day if you believe you're worthy of prioritizing, which is why all the mindset pieces are so important. Self-care looks like taking the time to journal, meditate, go to therapy, spend time on healing emotionally. It also looks like doing yoga, working out, going for walks, stretching in the morning, And a big one post-op, making time to massage your breasts and incorporate detox practices into your daily routine. I'm telling you, the more you dedicate yourself to growing in these five areas, the bigger and wider your self-love umbrella gets. And so when the next storm rolls around and it's pouring down on you, you'll be protected. Another act of self-care is the last of the three key things that got me through my explant journey and will always be a non-negotiable for me, and that is nutrition, With Everything in my life that was basically crumbling around me, what I chose to put in my mouth, and I'm talking about food, was the one thing I could actually control. And when you look at nutrition from that perspective, it is so empowering. Eating the right foods before and after surgery can make a huge difference in your explant journey. It can help alleviate your breast implant illness symptoms, have a healthier, easier surgery, flush the anesthesia and medications from your system, help with post-op pooping and bloating. Yes, constipation is a real thing. Speed up your recovery, help your skin repair and regenerate, help your body detox and rebalance energy, mood, gut health, and hormones. I was eating healthy prior, but as soon as I booked my surgery, it became my goal to do whatever I could to have the most successful surgery and recovery possible. Think about it like this. You have one explant surgery, one shot at recovery, one shot at healing to the best of your ability in the Big picture of your life. This is a relatively small window of time and an important one to gain back the quality of your life and health. One of the most common things I see is women not being so conscious about their choices leading up to surgery, and then they get to a couple of weeks before surgery and go, oh shit, it's here. I better stop drinking wine and figure out what I should be eating now. And then often going to every extreme after surgery, but their bodies aren't prepared for all of that. What I did for myself and what I recommend for everybody is an anti-inflammatory diet beginning at least two to three months before surgery, longer if you can. And when I say diet, I'm not talking about restricting the amount of food you're eating or counting calories. I'm talking about being mindful of the quality of food you're eating. But committing to this can be challenging, which is where the self-love comes into play. See how it's all connecting now? Okay, so I'm going to throw my mom under the bus for a minute here. Sorry, mom. Her explant surgery is in a few weeks from now. She's also struggling with a ton of inflammation-related symptoms, so I'm helping her follow an anti-inflammatory diet. So we were shopping at Trader Joe's a couple of weeks ago, and I look over, and she has three big bags of processed munchies in her hands. I'm a health coach and her daughter, so this gave me an internalized panic attack, but I didn't run up and rip them out of her hands. I stayed calm. We looked over the ingredients together, determined that these had zero nutritional value, and were basically going to feed her inflammation. She did put one bag down and kept two, and as she put them in her basket, she said, well, I need some snacks to munch, and they only sell these at Trader Joe's. Let's face it, these are both just things she was telling herself and me to justify buying them because there are tons of nutritious snack options. And who cares if they only sell them at Trader Joe's? You've literally never shopped at Trader Joe's before, which means you've never tried them before, which means you aren't missing anything. (laughs) So why did she really buy them? And what satisfaction are they going to give her? As a health coach, it's not my job to tell my mom or anyone what they can and cannot eat. I typically find that actually creates the urge to rebel, especially if you know my mom. (laughs) I love you, mom. I really do. I know you're listening. I give guidance on what the nutritious choices are, but the real magic in what I do is in watching people get to a place where they want to make the healthy choice for themselves, where they pause and take a real honest look inwards and say, hey, you know what? I'm not going to buy these because I want to put food in my body that is going to give my body the best support in healing. When they're at the store and start thinking for themselves, what snacks can I buy that are going to taste good and provide my body with the fuel and nutrient it needs. So you might be thinking, who has time to think about that at the bloody grocery store? I didn't always. At first, it takes a little effort, or a lot of effort, to start thinking about these things on a deeper level, especially in the middle of aisle seven at 6 p.m. when you just wanna get home and make some dinner. But eventually, it becomes second nature, I promise. And listen, I'm not saying you can't ever eat anything unhealthy again. This isn't about deprivation. It's actually the opposite. It is extremely luxurious and indulgent to eat delicious foods that nourish your body. It's empowering to have a choice. And mindset is everything here. For example, it's really common to hear people say things like, I can't eat that because I'm on this anti-inflammatory diet or because my health coach told me not to, which makes you feel deprived. Then you feel triggered and it makes you want it more. But if you shift the mindset to, I choose not to eat that because I'm prioritizing my health or because I want to bounce back quickly after surgery, that's a statement of power. That's a statement of choice, and you're much more likely to walk away from that gluten and sugar-filled donut feeling really good about your choice rather than bummed and deprived. This is really about connecting to your why and that self-awareness piece that we spoke about earlier. So I'll tell you a little story about myself. I stopped drinking alcohol a few months before my surgery, which was friggin' hard because I lived in a house of drinkers and I love wine, but I stuck with it and I continued for a few months after surgery. Well, when I was going through my breakup, four weeks post-op, there was a part of me that just wanted to binge on wine and tubs of ice cream. If you've been through a shitty breakup, you know how that goes, but... I didn't say to myself, you can't drink that. You're not allowed to eat that. I'm a grown ass woman. I absolutely could have. Instead, I looked inwards and I looked ahead and thought to myself, why do I want these things? Okay, alcohol to numb the feelings because I'm friggin' miserable right now and ice cream to feel comforted and really my brain just wants the release of dopamine from the sugar hit, it's the same as uppers and downers. Makes sense. Cool. So there was some logic to it. Then I thought, what do those choices get me? Hmm. Probably sending my ex emotional, angry text messages, a hangover, And it will slow down my healing and detox, which is the most important thing to me right now. And with all that information, I was able to say, no, I'm not going to sabotage myself. I choose my health. And that was an act of self-love. The more you make choices that are in your best interest, the more you will grow in self-love and the more you will feel confident within yourself. Honor your body. Give it what it needs to do its job and it will reward you. There's a very simple baseline of nutrition to support your body through explant that anyone can follow. That doesn't require thousands of dollars spent on supplements and functional medicine doctors and fancy detox treatments. Yes, yes, All of those things are great and can be very helpful if they're accessible to you. But even then, that nutritional baseline is going to support the success of those other layers. There is no point in spending all this money on lymphatic drainage massage and red light therapy saunas and detox supplements if you aren't already looking after your body nutritionally. That really needs to be everyone's starting point. I know it can sometimes feel confusing, not knowing where to start, but trust me, you know more than you think you do. And there are tons of resources out there. And I want this podcast to be one of them. So I'll definitely be talking more about nutrition. Here are some empowered, actionable starting points for you. Start by challenging your priorities. Start by being resourceful and asking yourself, where can I go to learn what food is good for my body? Start by becoming mindful about what feels good and what doesn't. Start by filling your refrigerator with more whole foods. Or if cooking isn't your jam, look at healthy meal delivery options. They do exist. And if you're on a budget, I get it. It can be tough. There is a lot of cheap crap out there, I know. But there are also cheap, healthier options. I didn't have money for expensive food or supplements. I couldn't afford detox treatments or see a functional medicine doctor. I didn't have a place to call home and I was living out of suitcases. I was going through a breakup and was an emotional wreck that really made me want to do everything I shouldn't. But I still made the choice to eat the best foods I could to nourish my body because healing was the most important thing to me. And guess what? 12 months after surgery, I eat what I want when I want. It just so happens that what I want and what makes me happy now is usually what's best and healthiest for me. Sometimes, yes, what I want does look like sharing a delicious dessert with friends or enjoying a glass of wine in the bathtub watching Netflix, but they're conscious choices in the moment. And every now and then, When I ignore my own advice and better judgment completely, which I do, I typically regret it because I feel sluggish, my skin breaks out, I'll get a headache, I'll get angry at myself, then i got to go back through self-forgiveness and it's a whole thing. Trust me, it happens. We are all human and health coaches aren't perfect either. I'll be the first to admit it. But no matter what I go through, No matter how rough life gets, no matter how sick I become, no matter how badly I fall off the proverbial bandwagon, there are three things that I can rely on. Coming back to faith, self-love, and nutrition will always get me through it, whatever it is. And I hope these principles, practices, ways of life really help you on your explant journey and beyond. Oh, now I really want a donut. Just kidding. Kind (laughs) of. Anyone else wonder if my mom will still eat those snacks after hearing this? (laughs) Thanks for listening. If you found anything in this episode helpful, please leave a rating and review. And please subscribe because I have some amazing interviews and tons of explant tips that I can't wait to share with you. If you want to talk more about these topics or ask any questions, come on into the Empowered Explant Facebook group and we can continue the conversation there. I'll put a link in the show notes. Look after yourself, Breasties. You deserve it. I'll catch you soon.